0: Okay, good afternoon, girls. Hopefully, this is a, a better situation. I just uh, want to say again, uh, just to commend all of you. Uh, a, you're here. It's a uh, Thursday afternoon, and you've got a lot going on in your head. You got finals. Uh, you're getting ready for. Um, this has been a challenging semester. I mean, the ups and downs, and the zooms, and the covids, and the and uh, the lockdowns, and the quarantines, and everything that we've been going through. Baruch Hashem, we made it through a semester that, with all the challenges, you've grown, you've made some incredibly strong decisions, you've persevered, and really, to that end, all of you, every one of you, in every one of your situations, deserves such a tremendous yash that you've been able to do this. And it, it's not a small thing. You know, Moshe Benu of all the names that he had, the name that, ke- that he kept, the name that the Torah gives him is Moshe. And we know why he was called Moshe, and it was given to him by none other than, than Basparo wasn't really one of the holiest sources to give a name called Moshe Benu. but the fact that Kiminamaya Mishisihu, this incredible effort that she gave forth to be able to draw him out of that water to the miraculous extension of her arm to be able to reach Moshe Benu, and just the general effort that she was going to persevere against. Seemingly insurmountable odds, but she she saved Moshe. That's a name that the Torah wants to apply to Moshe Abenu. Of all the other beautiful names, holy names, but the the name that implies effort, the name that implies she injected, just like she had that level of energy and effort to try to be Moshe Nefesh for the sake of this young infant, she injected, injected that into Moshe Abenu. And Moshe Benu internalized that incredible effort as we are literally able to give over to others our dedication and have it internalized within them. So let it not be a small thing in your eyes. There is a lot that you had to go through, a lot that we're still going through, but Baruch Hashem, this is a time of reflection. You're about to uh, embark on a uh, well-deserved vacation. And certainly the... The the level of feeling accomplished is certainly we have a right to feel, but I also sort of want to talk to you about the decisions that we make. Because really vacation time is a time that is fraught with great opportunities, but also fraught with some real pitfalls and and stumbling blocks. And it's a time that if we're not careful, if we don't recognize the fact that decisions that we make could be so critical and so powerful in terms of of shaping our future, whether whether and just without getting into too many details, just the recent events, just things that came our way of knowing what the teenagers are sometimes exposed to and sometimes doing, and going to places or going uh, and, and getting together in appropriate ways. And it could be so damaging to one's own personal neshama to be able to, uh, to, to participate in these kinds of things and to be able to say no, to say no to the social media temptations and the TikTok videos and all the craziness out there. And to be able to sort of say, listen, I'm on vacation, but I'm not going to allow this time to be a time where I'm going to take lose and take away from some of, of, uh, so much of what I've accomplished till now is critical. The, one of the most dramatic episodes in this week's parsha, and there are many, is the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu appeared to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, small little tree off on the side, burning Without getting consumed. We all know the story. The little, the, the burning bush that didn't get consumed. And it's so fascinating that the Mepharshim say that Moshe Beinu at this point was already an incredible person. He grew to be of a very high stature to the point that the Mepharshim say he had prophecy. What he was witnessing was a prophetic vision that literally symbolized that Moshe Beinu was at a very high level. And certainly was worthy of receiving this prophecy. But, but the Mepharshim also make it clear, as you can really see from the Psukim, that even though Moshe achieved a very high level, even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu certainly was looking to Moshe Benu to be the leader of Klai Yisrael, to take them out. He had that, Amayim he had that incredible quality of being concerned and being able to give every ounce of energy to the cause. He wasn't chosen yet. He was the shepherd. He was tending to his flock. And a malach appears, as a psukim say, in a fiery uh, appearance of a of a snare, of a small bush that didn't burn. And he looked at it. And Vayoma Moshe, what incredible words. Words that really we always have to remember, certainly as seniors, when we are contemplating what we're going to do and the direction we're going to take in our lives, of how, where we're we going to turn next year, what's the future next few years going to be, how critical it is that we calculate the importance of those decisions. Let me turn. How interesting that! Because Baruch Hu did not put this burning bush right in front of Moshe Rabbeinu, because he wanted to give Moshe that moment of pause and that moment of decision making. How do I want to go? Am I going to turn to do something significant and challenge myself by looking into a prophetic vision that might probably change? and alter the direction of my life, or I'm just going to keep going down the beaten track and just sort of follow the pack and just do what everybody else does. And that's some, Very often that's what happens. We get invited. We get, uh, uh, we, we get pressured. Come on, let's, we're doing something, and maybe the thing that uh, people are inviting you to do is not appropriate. And it's sometimes very hard. Do I make the turn and move away from that temptation, or do I just sort of go down the beaten path? and incredibly impulsive Dalit Vayar, Hashem Kisor Liros. Hashem sees a Moshe who' who's not comfortable with with the idea of just going down the beaten path. Am I going to look back and say what could have happened, what should have happened, the opportunity that I had, and I just sort of lost it because I just sort of followed the, the pack and just did what my routine day told me to do, and I'm not going to sort of challenge myself to become better, to become greater, to find out what may be behind that incredibly challenging door that is awaiting me? Only then, when when Hashem saw that Moshe turned, that ability for Moshe to make that turn, to take those steps, sometimes the the, the commentaries argue the midrash brings is was it one step, was it a turn, was it three steps? But at that point, when Moshe Ben was willing to challenge himself to move away from the beaten path and the the main road, the simple road, so to speak, because after all, he, he had many things to do. I'm sure he had a very busy day. I'm sure he had uh, people to meet and things to do. He's, he has a job. Am I really gonna really change my whole schedule around for some? Burning bush, I can't explain, but clearly seems to be something very spiritual and the potential seems so ripe for for growth and for greatness. Am I going to do that? And he did. Hashem says, now you're my man. I gave you that opportunity to make that decision and when you made that decision, that's what I'm going to put that label upon you of being the leader of the Jewish people. And these types of moments happen really very often. We don't really know when they become that challenging and that dramatic to be able to determine the, the direction of Moshe Beno's life, because it's pretty clear. Had Moshe Beno walked away, had Moshe Beno checked his his uh, his schedule that day, checked his calendar, and saw that he's got a couple of things he's got to do, and you know what, maybe tomorrow I'll come back and see if it's there, but right now let me just, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll become spiritually enlightened or spiritually motivated tomorrow. Right now, let me just sort of join this inappropriate place or be part of something that these things happen to us and the temptation is there maybe on a regular basis. And I'm not saying it's easy. It is It is hard. It is hard not to stand up to know who we are, to be a boss Yisrael with a sense of pride and a sense of dignity, a sense of tzniyus, to know I'm not going to participate in things that I shouldn't. And Baruch Hashem, I, I, I really believe that almost every single one of you makes those decisions and, and makes them properly and knows who you are. You know your inner greatness. You know your destiny as a Bas Yisrael. But I just want to mechazek you to, know how, to, to let you understand and to help you understand how significant those decisions are. And how sometimes one wrong decision can lead us down a very negative path. And in this case, Moshe Benu, had he made the wrong decision, we probably never would have heard of him. He would have been another Moshe of the many that have gone down through Jewish history, throughout Jewish history, never to be heard of. Could you imagine that? This is what's in front of us. And therefore, during this well-deserved uh, vacation time, the idea that we should use it to to uh, recharge our batteries, we should do it to connect however way, obviously safely, and we have to keep COVID in mind, it is a... It, we know it's a challenging time out there, and we we are still reeling from it. We have we've we've gone to funerals from people who have literally passed away, people who are dear to us, people in our community who we we've seen through COVID. The scourge is still there; it's still happening. So we have to be safe. We have to protect people who are who are at risk, and make sure that we don't do anything that can endanger somebody else. But to connect properly to do the proper things, to keep the, making sure that our schedule is, is in line with what a Bas Yisrael schedule needs to be in terms of what I need to do, and more, maybe more importantly, what I shouldn't be doing. So we've, gone, we've grown so much, and we've overcome so much. We've persevered to such a great extent. I think I just, here to really supply that chizuk, just to think and to remember Moshe Benu 's critical moment in time. And let's remember how those moments can impact a person to such a great degree. There's a letter that I read that I've read for many, many years. I'm going to share with you now. I think it's uh, very often I do it this time because, again, it's a time of decisions. It's a time of reflection. It's a time of of really making sure that the growth that we've experienced does not go down. That we have the proper value system. Now, I think it, this letter probably was written twenty twenty years ago or so, maybe twenty five years ago. I'm not sure, but definitely not recently. And I'm sure some of the things that she says in this letter, this young girl, uh, probably would be changed if the issues were uh, literally of today's ilk, but it's just, you can get you gained the message. You understand, I think, uh, from what she's saying, it's very powerful, and I think it's important to share with you. And this was written to a counselor of this teenage girl, And uh, dearest and the, whoever the counselor's name is, she writes as follows: "You're probably shocked to get this letter from me." Three years have, have passed since I've seen you last. You didn't think you would get a letter from me, though I'm sure you remember who I am. I like you a lot as a person, but I never expected what you told us. I always thought of you as a religious fanatic. You were always nice to me. We always got along, but I just never wanted to hear about religion. I can still see your hurt face when you walked into the bunkhouse and saw me reading a magazine that was not for Abbas Yisrael. I don't know, I don't know if you remember. You sat on my bed. You held my hand tightly and looked at me. You didn't say anything. You just looked sad and held my hand. Things have changed a lot since then. Yes, I'm writing to you now, and I'm still lying in the same position as you left me three years ago. My hand is still stretched forward, and I want you to hold it tight again. This time I want you to look at me with a happy face. I want you to be proud of me. I just went through a terrible accident. I am lying here in bed forever. I am paralyzed on the right side of my body. I can't move. I can't talk so well, but my hand can still write, and it's this hand that I stretch out to you. The doctors say my case is a lost case, no recovery. But I think that this accident was the biggest recovery in my life. I'm not sad anymore. I learned a lesson. It was the hard way, but I learned. I lie here motionless. I think about all those days I was able to laugh and talk and run and sing and dance and play and do mitzvahs and help people and thank Hashem for everything He gave me. But I lie here and cry as I think of what I did with all those happy days. I dirtied my eyes. I ruined my ears. I looked at pictures, movies, books, and listened to music that I shouldn't have. My mouth, the most precious tool that Hashem gave us, I used for words, curses, and songs that should not enter Abbas Yisrael's mouth. I still see your sad look in front of my face. I still see you sitting on my bed. I still see your tears rolling down and see the disappointment. But how can an emotionless mouth fix all the words that it said? How can it daven all the beautiful tefillos? How can it make up for all those years I went to waste? How can a dead body correct all the precious time I used to ruin my neshama? The doctors say there's no recovery, but my neshama is shouting. I feel it. I feel the pounding. There must be a way to fix everything. It was last night that I found the way, and therefore I pushed myself to write this letter. I want you to tell people my story. I want them to know. I don't want them to miss the boat. Tell them, please tell them that as long as they can move and sing and dance and run and talk and listen and laugh, let them use it in the right manner. Don't waste time. Sing and thank Hashem for all that He has given you. Use every moment that you have to clean your Nesham and help others. Yes, I know that there are people out there who think they're cool and in. They talk about singers and films, etc., with the greatest admiration. I know this because I was one of those cool people. I am lying now on my bed. My body is stiff and very cool. I want all the people out there to get the message. That's my recovery. I want them to make their most precious soul that Hashem gave them and return it as a polished diamond. Bez Hashem, let's take this incredible letter to heart. Let's take advantage of the incredible opportunities we have. Let's have an incredible and positive and successful finals week. And Bez Hashem, after that, a an uplifting, a beautiful week of vacation where we make the right decisions. Remember who we are, remember the beauty of Anishama. And Brother Shemin Datsos will only go May Choyol Choyol and be Zach of the Beast of Heavy Main. Have a beautiful Shabbos and a great vacation.